injuries have hit some big-time ACC programs. Where could Boston College absorb those hits, and where might there be issues if they start to lose some players? We're going to get into that much more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked on Boston College. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so looking around the country, some of the injuries in camp have started to creep up. The biggest one has to be Wake Forest. And it's not an injury per se, because we don't know what exactly what's going on. But Sam Hartman is out indefinitely. And this really changes the outlook of the ACC, a quarterback that talented. And Sam Hartman, without without a doubt, is considered going into the season the most talented quarterback in the ACC. That is a absolutely mammoth loss for the Demon Deacons. Then you look at Florida State. Now, Florida State just lost their starting center to an injury during this camp. That is another big loss because Florida State's offensive line last year was not good. This goes on to Boston College. Now, I cover the games. I cover practice. I go to these practices and and media events. And we don't know anything of what's going on with the Eagles right now. Halfley has mentioned that there's some buzz about some, you know, that some uh, positional groups that are uh, lighter than others in terms of their depth. But this makes me wonder, what positions could Boston College absorb a big injury and what in positions could they not? Now, obviously, the big position that they could not absorb an injury and uh, and expect to have any chance of really being super competitive this year is quarterback. If Emmett Moorhead has to go in right now, I know Jeff Halfley is really high on what he's been able to do. Whatever he says, it's still a massive drop-off from what quarterback Phil Dracovic could bring. And that would be a massive uh, massive loss. So Phil Dracovic is a is a huge person that BC cannot lose going into the season. If if you hear rumors of whatever happened to Sam Hartman, if Dracovic says, "Oh, I've done enough. I'm going to sit out the season and go into the NFL draft," that would be a a massive massive blow to BC and really put them on the edge of whether they could make a bowl or not heading into the season. But that, but the, but the purpose of this episode is not to get into the negatives. It's not to get into what will bomb this team, but what positions does Boston College have the depth? Because we're now into year three under Jeff Halfley. What positions do they have the depth to survive a big injury, so that that someone else could jump up and be, and you'd be like, okay, that's all right. So this episode, we're going to look at three positional groupings that could really absorb that injury and still be okay. When you look at it at the end of the day, their Vegas odds, their bet online odds are not going to change that drastically because this guy goes out or that guy goes out. So I have three positions I want to talk about today. The first one is defensive ends. And I look at the defensive ends, first of all. Marcus Valdez has been around for approximately 17 years on this roster. And he's 5'11-ish. Fine. He's okay. 
He's good. He does things, you know, well and what you want to expect him to do. Sheeta Salah, on the other end, has been Mr. Hasn't lived up to expectations. I'm not ripping on him. He just hasn't yet. He hasn't been the game changer that you expect. So if an injury happens, if Salah or Valdez goes out, is the defensive end's position so uh, lack of, has such a lack of depth that it's like, okay, this is a major problem? I say no. Because BC has actually done a nice job of building up that defensive end or edge position. I look at what the depth is right now, and I see three guys, three that could jump in and become starters right away. And that is Donovan Azaraku, who we've talked about for a while. He's put on some weight. He looks good. He's got a year of experience under him. I mean, is he a huge drop-off from Sheeta Salah? I don't think so. He could jump in. Nito Akpala is the second name that pops up to me. Nito Akpala is like my one of my favorite guys to cover on this roster because I love explosive players, and Nito Akpala is explosive. He's a track star. He plays defensive end. That kind of stuff makes me excited. And I think of, of, of Akpala, you throw him in there, okay. Is that a huge drop-off? No. And then finally, we had Mitch Wolf on on Monday. He talked about Ty Clemens. Ty Clemens had, I think, six sacks in the spring game. He showed that as a redshirt freshman, he could jump right in and be that explosive and make those big plays. So, yeah, there is something to be said about having uh, veterans in and that the, they bring you know the ability to diagnose plays, to know how to kind of put the brakes on things when things are going bad, understanding how to align their defense. They can do a whole bunch of things that youngsters cannot do. And I don't want to sh- I don't want to poo-poo on Valdez or Salah because that's something very important for this defense. But on the other hand, there is some explosive players that I think would be totally fine being thrown out there to see what they can do. I I mean, I, I am counting the days until I can see Nito Akpala out there or Ty Clemens. Those two guys, to me, look like the future of this defense. When folks are asking, hey, AJ, who's going to be the next Harold Landry? Who's going to be the next explosive defensive end for this program? I look at Nito Akpala and I look at Ty Clemens. And I'm not ripping on Azaraku. I need to see more out of him. I just see what Akpala with his speed could do. And I was just so impressed with what Clemens did during the spring game that I just want to see more of it. So the defensive end position to me is a position that could take that blow. Now, at the end of the day, I could be completely wrong. And those three guys are like totally raw. They miss some things and that causes them the games. But... Just, you know, when I when I throw out the Dracovic model here and say, if you lose a guy like Dracovic, is this team screwed? No, BC is not messed up if either Salah or Valdez goes out with a big injury. So that's my first one, defensive end. And, you know, this is also a position that we need to see some jumps in. So my hope is that I, I think Valdez is, is is cemented there at one defensive end position. But on the other defensive end, those are the three guys I talked about. If they beat out Salah in camp, I hope they get the chance. I mean, I talked to Halfley. We, Halfley's talked about Salah a few times now. 
uh, both at the media day and during practice, and he has spoken highly of him. So cross your fingers that this is the year that he takes that step, that he becomes that next big uh, defensive end, because that would make Marcus Valdez a million times better. That would improve the defense a million times better. So Salah is going to be a big one, but if he doesn't, go to Akpala, go to Azaraku, and, and make that change. But that's one position. And in a moment, I'm going to get to a position on the opposite side of the ball that I think is really kind of okay, even though they're really top-heavy. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. They have everything. I Again, I've talked to this about this a lot, and I can't wait for football to start. But for baseball, they have so many player props. You can go in there. You can bet on you know, uh, Otani having more than one hit in a game. You can bet on the Red Sox having, I mean, some of the Red Sox players like you know Xander Bogarts having less than a hit. You'd think of it, they have all the odds there. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they've got you covered. So head on over to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening on their site. Head over to BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I am the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network. Make sure to go to Eagle Insider, hit that subscribe button, and become a member today. It's cheaper than a cup of coffee. And if you enjoy this podcast, it's the best way to get more information and to support the work that we do. So, in our first segment, I talked about the defensive line, a position that many folks have said is a position that worries them. But I, I argue they have good depth there. And I'm going to actually go to the offensive side of the ball to tell you about the next position that I think BC has good depth at as well. And that is the wide receiver position. Now, this is a position that is very, very top-heavy. When you have Zay Flowers out there, he is better than everyone on the field out there. And that's not... That's not a knock on Jalen Gill or Jaden Flowers or anyone like that. This guy is going to probably be the first Boston College wide receiver draft pick in years. I'm not sure if if Tom Waddle was going to get drafted. I'm not sure about that. I'm not looking that up. But right now, Zay Flowers is elite. And he's going to be elite when Phil Dracovic stays healthy. But what this position does, when I look at them, there are... You're going to go probably three wide receivers most of the season. You don't usually go four wide receivers in a Jeff Halfley offense. I don't care if it's John McNulty or Frank Signetti calling the plays. It's going to be consistent because you're going to want tight ends in there as well. So you go on three wide receivers. That means you got Zay Flowers out there because he's going to be out there every single down. You have uh, Jalen Gill, who's his, his, his Robin to his Batman, and then most likely Jaden Williams. Now, there's going to be plays that Boston College, especially around the red zone, are going to want big guys out there. In the past, it's been C.J. Lewis, who's on to uh, Bowling Green as a transfer. But BC has some big guys now. And this is where I look at depth, right? Taji Johnson going into the season was was the presumed starter at that big guy position. We'll call it the X-rate receiver position. But during, during camp, Joseph Griffin has been getting a lot of buzz to the point where he is going to be ready to go. So you have the fourth wide receiver as two guys that are ready to roll. And then 
I have heard, and if you read the practice reports, talk to the coaches, you've heard the same thing, that there's some wide receivers coming up that are also ready to roll. uh, To me, Lewis Bond and Dante Reynolds, teammates from Kenwood, Illinois, that are both redshirt freshmen, just scream to me as wide receivers that are perfect for that number two role on the depth chart. So if Jalen Gill gets banged up, those guys could come in and be a serviceable backup. I love the way that they've I, that they've carried this. I mean, Dante Reynolds, I mean, I'm not sure if he's going to be the guy this year, but when you get constant recognition for your play on the practice squad, that Jeff Halfley calls it out all the time, which, like Reynolds has, that shows me something here. And not to the point that Reynolds is a practice squad guy, but a guy that busts his butt. Coaches love that kind of stuff. So Reynolds could be there. Lewis Bond has been practicing with the first uh, first team, uh, according to reports, for most of the summer. So he could be ready. Then you got guys that, I, I have to be honest, I'm not even sure about. Guys like Luke McLaughlin, who is, a, uh, I believe, a walk-on. Or Dino Tomlin, the son of Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin. What are they going to be able to do? We don't know, but their depth. That's what you want, right? And Ishmael Zamore from Everett, Massachusetts, he's a re- hes a freshman himself. What can he do? I love this wide receiver group. I think there's so much talent here, and hopefully without injuries, you don't have to see some of them this year. But I'd love to see what Lewis Bond can do. I'd love to see what Joseph Griffin can do because I think they're going to add – uh, a nice flair to an offense that could just use a little bit of a spark here. So my second position is that wide receiver position because, as I said, if Zay Flowers goes down, you move over Jalen Gill, you play Jaden Williams, then you go Taji Johnson or J- uh, or Joseph Griffin. Or if Jalen Gill gets hurt, you put in Lewis Bond. I mean, you've got plenty of of options here at that wide receiver position because Jeff Halfley has done a nice job and there's some really talented wide receivers coming in next year, but that's not what we're talking about here. BC has done such a great job of recruiting this position at a position where BC in the past has really struggled to get quality talent at the wide receiver group. So I think the wide receiver position will be okay this year and hopefully without injuries, you don't need to dive into the depth, but it's there if you need it. And for me, Joseph Griffin, if you are not listening to our podcast, is the name you need to watch for. And I'm going to bring him home again before we hit this next commercial break. Griffin is from uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. Again, for those folks out there that are in love with Massachusetts recruits, I don't care. I don't care if they're from Hawaii or or, uh, Germany. As long as they play, that doesn't matter to me. But for some folks, I get it. You want the local kids. Joseph Griffin is that guy. He was a four-star recruit that was offered or quietly offered by Ohio State and Notre Dame but stayed with the Eagles. This is a guy that's going to get on the field fast because he's an athletic freak, according to Jalen Gill and Zay Flowers, who have talked to press about that. He is a guy that you're going to want to watch for, and he may be a depth guy right off the bat, but that's how deep this position is. You have a guy that could easily take over. He's 6'4" and is an athletic freak with good speed, power, and everything. BC's got some guys there. They've got some dudes at this wide receiver position. Now, in our final segment, I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball again to look at another defensive position that I think is also set for the 2022 year. 
This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. We're talking about positions and depth. And I'm looking at positions I feel are stronger than others that could handle some injuries. Now, if you've liked this podcast, if you like this episode, I want you on your browser, whether you're on Chrome or or Firefox or Safari, to hit the subscribe button on Eagle Insider. I'm the editor and publisher of 247 Sports. This is a big-time website here, folks. And if you want some big-time Boston College news that you're not going to find anywhere else, I give you it real. I don't give you the the uh, the neutral uh, news angle on things. I give it to you how I see it as someone who's covered BC but also graduated from Boston College. You need to go to Eagle Insider now. We have some great deals to sign up for VIP access so you can learn about recruiting and, and be part of our uh, VIP message board. Get in now. Just sign up today. I, I hope you do that. And I will shout you out. That's going to be a new thing on this podcast. If you do that, I'll shout you out next week. Uh, we'll have a special shout out for all our new signees. And if I have, if you've already signed up and I haven't shouted you out in like the last month and a half, DM me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. I'll shout you out next week too. All right, so we went defense. Now we're back to offense. And now it's heading back to the defensive side of the ball where Boston College, there's a position that head coach Jeff Halfley has done an excellent job of recruiting at that I think is the deepest position on this roster, and that's the defensive back position. And what I love about this position is the versatility of what BC has brought in. They brought in guys like Jaden Woodby, and other guys like Sione Halla and C.J. Burton that can line up at different positions. You look at a guy like Burton, he can do the outside at cornerback, he can do the inside, do the slot receiver at cornerback. Sione Halla, he can do deep safety, he can go corner. I mean, that's what Jeff Halfley's defense is all about here, folks. He got He's got guys that you can line up all over the place, and that causes all sorts of issues pre-snap, especially at the college level. For some of these offenses, because you're asking a 19 or 20 year old to diagnose plays where guys that sometimes are lined up to blitz you and hit you in the face can also be doubling up on defense or be going back in zone. It makes a nightmare on defense. And this is why when I read that article a couple days ago on um, Locked on ACC, it talked about how complex BC's defense is. And now that the have some of their guys coming in, it could really cause some problems. I look at this defensive back position and I see a group that is talented and deep because you have starting at cornerback three guys right off the bat that should be day one starters. That's Elijah Jones, CJ Burton, and Josh DeBerry. Those guys are going to be your guys right off the bat. At safety, you got Jaden Woodbay. But you also have a bunch of other guys like Cole Batson, uh, Steve uh, Steve Lubisher. You have um, Sione Hala. You have a bunch, uh, Jason Matry. You have a bunch of guys at safety that you have. So you're good there. And then you start to dive into the depth. You Especially at defensive back. Guys like Jalen Cheek, Amari Jackson, you know, Jalen Williams, the track star from Boston College. You have all these cornerbacks that could come in and do the same thing. Will they do the same thing as Josh DeBerry? Probably not. But could Jalen Williams be a serviceable defensive back and not a huge liability? 
Absolutely. He's a, a speedster at, at defensive back. You get guys like Amari Jackson, who was recruited by half the SEC. He's a good defensive back. You're starting to see that you have a lot of depth here. And that should help you absorb injuries. It shouldn't be like the Sam Hartman's or Phil Jakovic injuries that completely decimate a, a, a team. And it's not just quarterbacks. I mean, you look at NC State last year. Peyton Wilson was a he he is one of the best linebackers in the ACC. They lost him early. How good would have NC State been with Peyton Wilson there? They didn't have enough depth to, to cover for it, and they didn't win the ACC because of it. BC has depth in some positions, and I think they're good there. Now, positions they're not good at, as I said, quarterback I'm a little worried about, interior offensive line I'm worried about, linebacker I'm also worried about, even though Jeff Halfley was very pro you know, what they have there. Those are some positions I think I, I have a little bit more concern about. But in the overall scheme of things, there's, there's some positions, as I said, Wide receiver, defensive end, and cornerback. And, and an honorable mention to defensive tackle. We don't want to leave defensive tackle off this list. Because you got Boozy. You have you have um, Cam Horsley, who we spoke to last a couple days ago. But you also have Isaiah Henderson, Chris Banks, Owen Stoudmire, Nigel Tate, and Quan Williams. All three, all four of those guys could jump in at any moment and play for you. Well, will they be a huge loss or, or a downstep? Yeah, maybe here. But they're good. Quan Williams is going to be a very good defensive tackle. He's a true freshman from Maryland who's one of BC's highest rated recruits from last year. I think he'll be ready to play this year, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, this is Friday's episode, folks. We're going to head out now. Hope you all have a great week. Check out my work at Eagle Insider or at AJBlack underscore BC. You can find all my work there. Thank you for following. Make sure you follow us on uh, YouTube on Twitter at LockedOnBC and everywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you all. Have a great weekend.